On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we highlight the South Carolina State High School League Basketball Championships. It's time for Upper and Lower State. We've got interviews with coaches from all across the state. We're going to talk a little NBA, big deal, no thing, and of course, all those live comments from Facebook and YouTube. Are you listening? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts... Now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app, for joining us on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can hit us up to be a part of the show at Carolina Sports Talk on all streaming on all streaming platforms, on all the social media platforms, or to be a part of the show, you can email us, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. As always, I want to welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar. D- D- DJ Highstar. Are you here anyway? DJ Highstar is not with us tonight. He is on location in Baltimore, Maryland for the CIAA tournament. We'll make sure to get with him. Uh, next week, we'll have some uh, in-depth coverage. He'll be joining us in there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if he joins in on the chat a little bit at some point throughout the night. But tonight, I've got a good show lined up for you guys. I've got a couple of guests that will be joining me, including some of the coaches from around the state of South Carolina. Uh, as many of you guys know, it is playoff basketball time. And so here in the state, uh, this week, Weekend, we will have upper and lower state and different ends of the state naturally, but they will be held this weekend in Florence. And I think upper state may be in, I don't know, I'll ask one of the coaches who will be joining us to let me know exactly where it is. But uh, one of the things that we are incredibly proud of here in the state of South Carolina, we got some good basketball players. Um, as we take a look at the playoffs, we're going to start off with the 1A girls bracket. As, and as they have reached the uh, final four and are, are the elite eight and pushing towards the final four, there are a slate of games that will be played tonight, Wednesday, uh, the 22nd of Feb- uh, February, across the state to be able to eliminate and whittle that eight down to four. So as we look at the upper state in Class 1A, we've got matchups tonight of High Point Academy taking on St. Joseph's, uh, McBee taking on Denmark Oler. Uh, shout out to all of, all of the folks down there in uh, Orangeburg County or Denmark County. Uh, Denmark Oler High School has a phenomenal squad, and I, I think they, they got a chance to go all the way for them to be uh, taking on some of the competition to have uh, beat McCormick and to, to – have beat Southside Christian so far in these playoffs. We're really looking forward and excited to see what they are able to do moving forward. Now, over on the lower state bracket, we do see that Carver's Bay is taking on Lakeview and then Allendale Fairfax taking on Military Magnet. I had an opportunity this week to catch up with the head coach of Military Magnet High School. Uh, he is a good friend of mine, a fraternity brother. Uh, and matter of fact, let's go ahead and just jump straight into that interview. Without further ado, here's the interview with Coach Danny Taylor from Military Magnet High School. All right, folks, and for my next interview, I am pleased to have alongside me Coach Danny Taylor of the Military Magnet High School. First of all, Coach, thank you for joining us in tonight. Welcome in. How are you doing this evening? Thank you. I appreciate you all welcoming me on your show. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm great. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Thank you, sir. Now, to to let the fans know, um, 
first of all, how long have you been coaching at Military Magnet? How long have you been coaching in general? And just kind of tell me a little bit about what started you in that in that path. So I've been at <clears throat> Military Magnet. I'm um, going in my seventh year as a head basketball coach there. And um, actually, we didn't have a JV team when I started. So um, I don't know any programs that are that successful without a JV program. So we weren't successful at all. We weren't competitive at all. And um, I just wanted to try to try to improve it while I was there. I wasn't expecting to be there long. Um, I thought it was just going to be a nice little uh, stop gap in between military assignments. But um, someone else had other plans for me. I see that. I see that. Now you talk about your military uh, assignments. You, you have served in the United States Army for 20, how many years at this point? Ah, 26, 26. First of all, thank you for your service, man. That in itself is an achievement. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's talk a little bit about military magnet and with that military background that you have and even the structure of the, the school itself, how hard was it to have athletes that would be able to be successful on the court as they may have been on the drill field as well as in the classroom? Well, it's not as easy as it looks. Um, you know, it has to be a, a buy-in system. Uh, I want to say, of course, it's a it's a magnet school first. So, you know, there's not really that many athletes walking around. It actually, you know, it's, it's a lot of kids that um, has interest in the military or just need some more structure as opposed to a traditional high school. So um, it's not very easy to uh, to try to get 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 something uh, very competitive across at that institution right now. Yeah, if if it's not an easy thing, you certainly do make it look easy. Uh, reigning state champions, uh, you guys have had a modicum of success, including throughout this season. Um, as we take a look at your record, you guys are sitting currently at twenty two and six, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. Um, down into the third round of the playoffs. Tell me who are the key contributors that you guys have. You've got a couple of girls that have made All-State. Tell me about the team and what they what, what, what the makeup is at this point. Oh, defense. We're all about defense and um, and we, we, we try to capitalize off our, our defensive prowess. Um, not every, I don't have a kid that's going to score 20 points every night. I have I have a kid that I have several kids that are, st are stat stuffers. So you know, you get to between twelve to fifteen points. You're gonna get you about seven eight steals. You're gonna get you about five or six assists. And and I'm looking for ten to twelve rebounds. So so any given night, I'm gonna have two or three girls that, that are gonna gonna meet the mark on my expectations and and what we think is a successful and complete ball game. Outstanding. Now and talk a little bit also about those players that have. Although maybe not the ones that can get 20 every night, some can get 20 any night, those all-state uh, representatives from your squad. Well, um, well, I have five seniors. Out of those seniors, four of them, three of them have had all-state honors throughout their career. Currently, we have um, 1A player of the year, a co-player of the year, and Kaylin Davis. I have a, a 5'3", uh, combo guard, Chasmer Bradley, who was a uh, player of the Play, not player of the year, but uh, All-State a couple of years ago. And also, she was the MVP of our first state championship game. And we have a, a young lady named Rakaia Jakes. Uh, she's she's a three-point threat. She's been our player of the year a couple of years. And she's also been All-State a couple of years, too. And currently, I have a sophomore named Dream Watson, who is a current 2023 All-State player. And 
Last but not least, I have a five nine guard combo guard named Supreme Mitchell, who um she was uh all state last year. So like I said, every night it's going to be a combination of some girls. And I got a couple of girls that are just waiting their turn for these seniors to get out of the way as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in a nice situation as far as um, depth and being able to compete night in and night out. So coming from a squad, coming to a school that didn't have a JV to now having kind of some perennial options at all state sounds like a pretty good situation. What what do you right. think separates them from some of their competition and, and makes this squad special to have again won state championships before and you're, you're on route and trying to uh, repeat and, and get another one? What makes them special? What 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 is the heart of this team? Those girls just want to compete. Um, those girls will compete against anybody, grown men, boys. They'll compete against their mothers. Like I don't know what it is about them, but their core makeup is they just want to be competitive, and 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 that's on the court, in the classroom, those girls are probably twice as competitive with their GPAs versus one, one another as opposed to uh, just basketball. So it's just a competitive bunch of young ladies, and I'm, I'm I'm the lucky guy to be the head coach, but got four or five assistant coaches that um, that everything put together makes up Military Man Academy um, Lady Eagles basketball program. Now, I, I've, I've got to be honest with my fans. I've known you for quite some time, uh, several years. Uh, we, we're from the same hometown, went to the same high school a few years apart. I got to let them know, competitive nature probably stems a little bit from their coach, too. Even though you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, well, you, know, you, you, you yeah. have that competitive spirit about you, and, I'm, and it's glad to see that kind of rolling over into your players. Now, let's talk about your upcoming matchup. You've got a game uh, that... Actually, when this is be airing, you'll be out there on the court playing Wednesday night uh, against Allendale Fairfax. They're sitting currently at fourteen and five, but have been looking pretty impressive throughout the playoffs. What's your kind of game plan? What are you looking to? What are you imposing on, or rather, asking of your players as you guys look to get to another state championship? Um, we're going to respect them f- foremost, and um, we're just going to go out there and do what military man Eagle Ball does, sir. Um, Nothing special. We're not going to do nothing. I'm not changing up the game plan for them. What have you is a lot of film out on me. And um, he he knows what we do, what we consist of, and we're just going to go out there and try to impose our will on them. Absolutely. Well, Coach, just before I let you go, uh, you and I talked uh, earlier yesterday, I think it was, about uh, your first game of the season that was actually yes, against my South Point squad. Uh, mm-hmm. It left a little bit of a bitter taste to start the season, and I think I might see a friendly rivalry brewing. Even though we guys are in different classes, what, what any message you want to send out there to Coach uh, Butler Graham? First, I want to tell her thank her, thank you. Um, my program is one A. Um, we're very competitive, and a lot of a lot of schools across the this, this state are not going to give my team, my program, a game. Um, she she is a, a season. Very, very, very good coach, and um, she runs away from nobody. Um, if you um, and your listeners they get a chance to look at my schedule this year, the teams I played, I played a lot of teams from from the middle of the state, and um, I want to thank all those coaches because uh, I know what I had, and a lot of people across the state know what I had as far as a, as a, as a, a ball club this year. And, um, you know, those those schools that gave me opportunity to compete against them weren't running from me. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Say no more. Coach Taylor, I appreciate the opportunity. Want to wish you and your squad a good luck again against the Allendale Fairfax team tomorrow. And uh, 
let's go get another chip. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate you. Root to the good bros. Root to the good bros. Thank you, coach. All right. Once again, that was Coach Danny Taylor, head coach of the Military Magnet, uh, head women's coach uh, out there in that squad. And so uh, good brother, good coach. Uh, and, I, and I meant what I said. He, he's he got a tenacity. He's got this this grit about him. He He's one of those guys that wants to win at everything. And it's, it's an honor to know that he served our country, and it's an honor to know that he is a head coach down there in the Charleston area that is definitely, definitely doing his thing with that squad. So. We are excited to hear that. And at this time, I'm going to be joined in by uh, one of the head coaches from up here. In, well, excuse me, still down there in the low country. The head coach, uh, I guess that's the Midlands. The head coach of the Hartsville High Red Foxes, none other than Coach Yusuf English. Coach, welcome into the program. How you doing today? Yeah, can you, okay. you, can you hear me now, Coach? Yeah, I can hear you now. I got you. All right. Yeah, so I am joined now by Coach Yoshi, Yusef. I want to call you Yoshi because that's my dog, but I will give you your uh, your government. <laughs> coach Yusef English, head coach of the Hartsville High School Red Foxes, joining me man. on Carolina Sports Talk. How you doing today, Coach? Man, I'm doing good, man. How you doing there, my man, Big Cliff? My guy. So, Coach, some Coach's folks... Radio. I was just I'm just getting ready to say some coach may know you as coach some may know you as Yoshi I know you as my brother from Crux Media home of Carolina Sports Talk the relationship podcast eggs oh, yeah. and ignorance we out here doc so man <laughs> first of all congratulations on the season that you guys have had so far um there were times throughout the season I think you guys lost if I'm not mistaken seven of ten at one point and some folks yeah. were ready to bury you but um here you oh, yeah, are headed to the lower state championships man how's that feel um I, I did an interview earlier today with the newspaper and I was like and I said it after the game I feel blank really like I don't I don't have a feeling um really and truly um I think my grandma used to have a saying you don't get credit for doing what you're supposed to do mm. and I, I always felt like this is what this was my team. And I would, every time we was losing, I would always tell them, I was like, life is it, like this right here is teaching us life. You know, there's no such thing as a loss. It's only lessons. And I said, the people that are successful at life are the ones that learn from the lessons, not to repeat the same mistakes. And I said, so if we're, if these are lessons, what mistakes did we make that we need to learn from? So we don't mistake, make those same mistakes again. Um, if you look at our record, defensively we've been on point i think we give up we're in top five or top 10 regardless of class of points given up um it's just offensively um when we lost we lost a guy who was averaging 20 something points a game uh he transferred and, and not by his own fault we had you know we it was what's best for him so we had to make that happen um he was averaging about 20 something uh, then we had two sen seniors that combined were averaging about 25 a game combined mm -hmm. um so you're talking about replacing 45 points with kids that were averaging five and three and some that had never played varsity basketball before. So I only have two starters returning this year, um, only three on the roster with um, varsity experience. So we kind of had to go through those growing pains. And I just kept telling them the whole time, let's just get to the playoffs. Let's just get to the playoffs. I don't care how we get there. Let's just get to the playoffs. And when we, when we, um, I wanted actually to be an at large bid because it would have been a little bit of an easier road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, when we, um, when we didn't get the at large and we got the, um, we, we solidified fourth place, 
uh, I felt good because I was like, hey, we're we in the playoffs. And then it was like, hey, it's 0-0 zero, zero from here. All we got to do is play our best basketball for the next five games. Now, talk to and, me about that a little bit. To say that and to practice that, because I've seen some of your practices. For those who may not know, as Crux Media, we've had the privilege of um, being the coverage uh, network for the Red Fox Showcase over the past three years. So, so I've seen you guys practice. I've seen you guys play up against some really good competition. How do you impart in them, hey, I know what this was, but when we get to that playoffs, it's a whole separate animal. How do you keep them focused on that goal? Uh, we kept we kept saying um, the goal was never to win a region or to win a state championship. The goal was to make the playoffs. Okay. And then the goal changed. Like you know, every time you achieve a goal, you you, you have to go to what's next. So when the goal changed to, it didn't change from let's make the playoffs to win a state championship. It changed from okay, the goal now is to beat AC Flora. Mm -hmm. So let's figure out how we're going to beat AC Flora. Okay. Now let's execute. And then the goal was before we figure out how to beat AC Flora, the goal was win each quarter. Mm, subdivision. I got it. And then, so what we do is what I like to do. And, and I encourage my, my, um, my, my coaching staff to do is encourage attainable goals. Let's let, if we, if we hit attainable goals and you know, one thing compounds upon the next mm -hmm. is there's what, what else is there? You know, like all you're going to do is achieve it. Cause if you win every quarter of the game, what happens? You win the you game. Win the game. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it changed from that to let's beat Northwestern. And then it changed from that to let's beat Wilson. Now I didn't know the Wilson game was going to go that route, but you know, let's, let's beat Wilson. And then now it's let's beat Irmo. It's not, let's win a state. We're one step from state. We're going to win a lower state. It's let's beat, let's, let's just deal with what's right in front of us. And, and that's cliche as, as, as all get out. Cause I know that's what people, that's what everybody says. Let's just, you know, this but I truly, I truly got the kids to believe in that. And, um, our, and then we have little attainable goals defensively. We're not going to give up 10 points a quarter. Mm. Mm. Now talk about that. No, I'm sorry to cut you off, but let, let's talk about that a little bit uh, for a second. The Wilson squad that you just took hit that you guys just took out on uh, last week or earlier this week, that's the defending state champions. They are an offensive juggernaut. They've they maybe not the best three point threat, but they just find ways to get those quick fast point buckets. How what was their strategy defensively going into that game, knowing that it is for an opportunity to progress up to the lower state championship, knowing that it is your biggest rival that's knocked you out of the playoffs for what the last two three years? <laughs> three years, three three out of my seven years here, they've knocked us out. Yeah. How do you keep like what is what is that feeling like to just say hey, less than ten points per quarter, we got to go out here and do what we could do and start and tell me a little bit about that fast start that you guys had in that game as well. Um, well, the first thing um, I want to give the I have the utmost respect for Coach Carlos Powell, the head coach over there at Wilson. Um, what, what they were able to accomplish last year, you know, not everybody gets to work gets to do a state championship. Nobody, a lot of people don't even get to sniff it. Mm -hmm. And they were able to go in there and win and enjoy it. Um, and they were on a run again um, this year. So, and he's a well, he's a very good coach, very well coached squad. They play hard as crap. And the, 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 the secret sauce, as I must say, is uh, what people will tell you, the, the, a good defense is fueled by a, a very patient offense. Mm -hmm. And we had to, it was a lot of looking at film. And because they have a press and you have to figure, we had to figure out how do we beat this press? Cause this press killed us the first two games. <laughs> how do, 
because we beat one of their other presses the first game, and then the next game we played them, they came with another press, and okay. they ended up beating us by 20. Mm. So um, so now my, all of my focus went into if we could stop turning over the ball <laughs> and lost our possessions, um, we just want to make it a close game. If we keep the game in the 50s, we'll win that. You start seeing the 70s on the board, we're out. Like, we just can't score that many points. So, um, I was, I think I got up early. I had been on this, I had been on film for like five days. Well, however many days it was, and it was the day before the game, we about to go to practice. It was Sunday morning, seven o'clock, and it, I, I saw it. I saw the weak spot. And we just, we just kept going to it all night. And then eventually, they had to go to something they don't usually do. And then they were in a scramble. And then mm. it just, we just kept going. And also we try to tell the kids, you know, don't let the highs be too high and the lows be too low. We're not celebrating every little bit. Right. Like even, I think we was up 10 and there's a little bit of time on the clock. They want to start celebrating. No, we're not done. After the game, they want to celebrate. No, we got we're not done. To do. We still, we still got more to do. So I think, me keeping myself even keeps the kids even. It keeps them looking forward to the next step. And yeah, you should enjoy your wins. And I, I get it. But when you're on, when, when you're supposed to, when you're trying to accomplish something, you got to look to the next step after you've accomplished what you set out. After you hit that goal, it's time to get to the next mark. So we Absolutely. were just able to get them out of what they want to do, which is pressure the ball. Cause a lot of their offense comes from turnovers. The turnovers lead to fast breaks and they got to like, I think they led the, I think, they were behind Lancaster in transition baskets. Like they just, they just find ways to turn the ball over. And then it's dunk, dunk, alley-oop, alley-oop, dunk, layup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then, and you and, you and Wilson high school, they got this brand new, beautiful video board up there where if they dunk, it <laughs> gets the replays like 10 times. And I'm like, <laughs> And like it just went up like the week before the playoffs. Like, oh man, you know, that like, was for y'all. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, you know, and then they, you know, the, the pregame they showing highlights of their stuff and you and they gym and it's dark. Man, look, I, we just we just was like, man, look, let's just let's just do what we supposed to do. Let's stay focused and let's get the job done. Now you talk about getting the job done, and, and just a moment ago, getting to the next. Up next, you've got a very, very tough Irmo squad in the Lower State Championship. What's your game plan? What's your focus going into that game? And what are the keys to getting a Red Fox victory for that one? Uh, don't get beat by thirty. That's the goal. <laughs> <of> the <screen. laughs> Reasonable goal. <laughs> if you have you seen their playoff scores, like they are. <laughs> like murdering people and like it's like mm, who's next and right. we're next um <laughs> uh, they have a six they have the 4a player of the player of the year six nine brandon crawford who's extremely athletic extremely skilled to right now like i said i got the game plan like it hit it clicked in my head sunday morning before we played wilson on mm-hmm. monday mm-hmm. it ain't click yet so. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully it gets to clicking before uh friday night <laughs> to click tomorrow morning before practice we practice at nine and i need to i need to get it but um they're very patient defensively they, they run a two three and they believe in their two three um they're gonna give you a little one three one press um at a three-quarter thing and they're gonna try to bait you into making a mistake if you don't they're not gonna gamble they're very well coached uh tim whipple's been doing it for years upon years at irmo multiple state championships um this is what he does um his kids are very extremely disciplined offensively they're gonna run their stuff uh we just have to make sure i tell basically the game plan is um let's keep everything in front and uh let's make sure we box out and we have to get back they they have a lot of stuff they do they're 
a good transition basketball team as well. Gotcha. So Brandon Crawford, he grabs that rebound. It's an outlet. Boom, two passes. Then you see a layup coming. Or after Brandon kicks it, he a great. He's great at rim running. Mm. And he'll run the damn rim, and next thing you know, it's an alley oop happening, and he's with his six nine self coming and hanging on the damn rim and swinging <laughs> around. So uh, the the game plan is to not let him catch alley oops. <laughs> Sounds like a reasonable plan. Now, as we look at the just the the final four in for a basketball here in the state of South Carolina, uh, and this is Carolina Sports Talk. You got your man Big Cliff sitting in with Coach Yusef English, head coach of the Hartsville High Red Foxes, on the lower or the uh, upper state section of that. We've got a matchup of Greenville High taking on Lancaster, a squad that you know pretty well. Uh, one of my fraternity brothers. I actually had a chance to to catch up with him recently this week, and uh, let's let's listen in on what he. He had to say and his upcoming matchup and a little bit more. All right, folks, for my next interview, I have Coach Jay Cawthon, head coach of the Lancaster High School men's basketball team. Coach, good evening. How you doing tonight, man? Pretty good. Pretty good, bro. So uh, I, I got to go ahead. I've talked. We've had a couple of interviews so far already tonight um, and several connections with several of those coaches. But I got to share the, with with them the, our friendship that we have. Uh, you are a member of the greatest fraternity that this planet has ever known. Uh, tell tell folks a little bit about yourself and how uh, who you are, your fraternity, and the things that you've uh, yes, kind of. Me. What makes you the coach that you are? Well, I am a member of the greatest fraternity in, in the whole wide universe, Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Yes, uh, Rudy, 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 but. Wow. Uh, uh, just a little bit about myself, man. I'm a 95 graduate of uh, Lancaster High School, uh, 99 graduate of Mars College in South Carolina, and um, also a 2011 graduate of Liberty University, where I got my master's degree in school education. Um, and I'm a, by, by, how should I put it? What I do every day, what my industry is, is I... Uh, a high school counselor, ninth, ninth grade through twelfth grade, and uh, obviously the head coach at uh, uh, Lancaster High School. I've been married now for twenty-one years um, to my college sweetheart. Uh, I have two girls, two daughters that are um, actively involved in sports. They play travel softball. Um, man, I, some of the stuff that I love, obviously, um, basketball. I uh, love being with my family at this point. Um, you know, yard work, uh, also hanging with my fraternity brother, uh, you know, just, you know, I'm a people person. Um, that's about it. How did you get into coaching and, and how long have you been out there at Lancaster? I actually started coaching in, uh, the year 2000 at Elon Holmes, uh, Kennedy Charter Public School. Um, you know, it was just a, you know, it was a charter school. Uh, you know, we played about 10 games. You know, some of those, most of those kids were there because of behavior problems at the time. Uh, so, you know, that's when I got introduced to basketball. Actually, I've always been a lover of basketball. Uh, just love, always love basketball. And uh, actually, when I started at Lancaster High School in 2005, at the time, Coach Ricardo Priester was the head coach. And I just wanted to help. You know, um, I knew just the bare minimum, but I knew I could motivate kids. He gave me an opportunity, and I've been there since 2005. How's that? 
And you talk about being able to motivate the kids. I've seen you coach. I've had the opportunity and the privilege to both announce games that you've coached as well as to call them on the color side. And I, and I can say that every time that your team steps the floor, steps on the floor, they're going to be competitive. I uh, myself and uh, be easy from my from our network had the opportunity to call you guys during the Red Fox tournament when you played against Wilson, which was a really big win uh, out there. And just the tenacity that you possess and and that you that you coach with. Tell me a little bit about how you, what your style is and what would you kind of say is your calling card as a coach, and then we'll talk a little bit more about your team. Aggressive. I feel like you know. Um, I just. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm just an aggressive person, but, you know, when it's time to mix it up, you got to be aggressive. I mean, no matter what you're going to do in life, you're gonna, you, you need to be aggressive. Aggressive, you know, with your academics, aggressive, um, you know, on and off the court, just as, you know, just not being a pushover. You know, we live in a world, we live in a society now where people will take your kindness for a weekend. Um, you know, they'll take your smiles for, you know, you just playing around or joking, but just the style that I coach, I just want to be aggressive. You know, I want to uh, take control of the game instead of the game, instead of the opposing team, you know, taking control of me or my guys. So, you know, I just like to be in control. Outstanding. And it's that, like I said, it's definitely reflective in your team right now. You guys sitting with a 26 and three record uh, looking primed to make a run into the state championship. Tell me a little bit about the season. What you guys have been primarily dominant even in your losses they were all very close losses what do you think has been the mantra for your team throughout the season and what's allowed you guys to kind of grow into the cohesive unit that you are right now resilient you know just being resilient um obviously you talked about the tenacity you know that's what we you know myself as well as my assistant coaches um that's the way we coach from um we coach aggressive in practice you know i feel like if i can win practice we can win the ball game and, uh, you know, just being resilient, you know, just taking punches. You know, I come from a town where um, it's not a whole lot, definitely not a whole lot for, for kids to do. And when you're surrounded, you know, by the York, Rock Hill, Chester, well, Rock Hill and, and uh, Columbia area, Charlotte area, you know, you got to fight for it. You got to fight for it every night, man, because, you know, you don't want to be considered a doormat. And I feel like over years, years ago, we was just felt like we was the doormat. It was an easy win. You know, anytime you're getting picked to play at people's homecomings or senior night, mm-hmm. you know, they that's an easy win, man. And you got to have a little bit more pride about yourself than that. Outstanding. And definitely. And I think th- your squad has responded in a way that it's allowed them to be sitting at the record that they are and primed for that new- move to next level and getting that state championship. Now, tell me about some of the awards. I know you've got a player that has been awarded an all-state uh, recognition. Tell me a little bit about, more about him. Grayson Kirk. Grayson Kirk is a three-year uh, starter for the uh, you know for myself. Um, Grayson Kirk had an injury um, about this time. Well, toward the end of the year, about this time last year, um, he was actually shot mm-hmm. um, in the stomach, and uh, he's made a full recovery. Uh, I also think Grayson. Yeah, I think Grayson's been under recruited. Um, he's, he has some offers, but you know, all these kids, they want bigger offers, but you know, I always tell them you got to dance with who dance with you. But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, Grayson has just been an inspiration more than anything for a young man to see him, you know, in that hospital that night, being on that, on that, uh, stretcher, being airlifted, having half surgery, immediate surgery, 
And for him to be bounced, bounced back, walking, talking, dribbling a basketball, but just to be able to walk and talk and function as though it never happened. Uh, it's been just been an, yeah, it's been an inspiration, man. This season has been one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, you guys are coming fresh off of a win against Wade Hampton, 54-45, to make yourself uh, make your way to the upper state championships. Now, tell me what you're looking ahead to with your matchup on Friday against Greenville High. What what can we expect from the Bruins and, and what type of game do you anticipate this being? It's going to be a tough game, obviously. Um, you know, when you get to this upper state championship, you're one of the, the better teams. You know, we're in the final four for 4A basketball. Um, out of all the South Carolina teams, we're one of the we're one of the the uh, best four that's left, and it's gonna be down to the best two, you know, come you know next week. Uh, but that, you know, uh, Greenville is a well coached team. That's just what it is. They're a well coached team. They're a very competitive team. They have some guys that can really fill it up. Um, and we got to do it. We we, we got to come out there with our hard hat on, like like we always do. We got to guard. Obviously, we got to take care of the basketball, and we just got to make, do whatever it takes to win. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I feel like it's going to be a tough fall game, and uh, the hypest team not going to win is the team that executes. Mm. Definitely, definitely. I've seen the level of execution that the Bruins are, are capable of, and I look forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a great matchup. Like you said, Greenville is a tough squad there. I think Lancaster might have a little something for him. Now, before I let you go, Coach, I know that you're a football fan. Who's your professional team? Man, I'm actually, I'll get ready to say Washington Redskins, but I'm a commander, man. I love I love skins. My dad, you know, you know, back in the day, you could only get certain games on TV. Uh-huh. And, and Washington Redskins was one, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a commander. Okay. Tell me a little bit about what you think about the recent hire. Got, got another bruh on the staff uh, with Coach Biennemi coming over to be the offensive coordinator and the assistant head coach. What, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you think you guys are going to look like next season? Well, I think, you know, for one, I think we made some re- really good strides. And, you know, we were right there in the thick of things. Um, you know, obviously quarterback um, was an issue, you know, at times. Um, I think if we could get, you know, stronger on the offensive line, obviously stay healthy. Um we can make a run and, and, and coach coming in, uh, he's known for being not so friendly, mm. but getting the job done. And I mean, that's what you want. I mean, you, you, there, you, there, you're a professional, you, there, you know, you get paid a, 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 a kid's ransom. You know what I'm saying? You, I mean, you get, I mean, you get paid, you get paid to play, you know, and I think he, he's going to come in. He's going to bring that. I like coach Ron Rivera, Rivera, you know, I think, you know, obviously the fans will always give you a hard time because they expect for you to win every single game, every single possession. Um, but I just think he's going to bring, you know, obviously a championship mindset. And I think that's a lot of times that, that goes unnoticed. You know, when guys have, have won multiple championships, um, I mean, that's instant credibility in my, in my opinion. Right. You know what it takes. Absolutely. You know what it takes. You know how to prepare for the moment. It's the it's the little things. Like I tell people all the time, and I tell my guys, it's the little thing. You know, it's the look the, the the details. You know, you got to pay attention to those, and, and he knows how to prepare. 
Yes, sir. I think maybe in the fall uh, during football season, I might. hopefully you'll have a little more times on your hand. We have to get you down here and uh, talk a little bit more about the football during the football season. How's it sound? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I promise I won't tear it up too much. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Coach Cawthon, teammate, I appreciate you. Uh, again, good luck this Friday against Greenville in the Upper State. And go Bruins. Absolutely. Rue. Appreciate you, Coach. Once again, that was Coach uh, of the Lancaster High School squad, Coach Jay Cawthon. Uh, so just to start it off, I already know you got some feelings about how it even began from the beginning. You know well, let me say this. Well, first off, it's the second best fraternity. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that off air. Sorry. That's a little off air conversation because uh, I'm going to let you off get your blue and all of that with everything that you got going on up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you've seen both of these squads. You've seen Greenville. Yeah. You have seen what they are. You, you, you've seen Lancaster up close. They've, they played in your gym. What are your thoughts? Uh, and I don't want you to say or give too much away because I know one of them could possibly be your opponent in the state championship. Mm -hmm. But um, just kind of give me an overview of what you think that game's going to look like. Uh, the game is going to be uh, it's going to be a high powered um, back and forth. I think that's going to be a heavyweight fight, um, just like the lower state game. I won't, I won't take anything from, but I think they both play the same style of aggressive basketball. Mm -hmm. um, they're gonna both of them are going to import their will on the game physically. Like Lancaster's physically going to get in you. Greenville's physically going to get in you, and I think it's going to be a very physical game. Um, I think it's a toss up. On, on who win. I think the one, the team that'll win will be the one that can stay the most emotionally inept. And that sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but they say you should play the game with emotion. And I believe that you got to care about the game. But I think that when kids or when us as coaches allow the emotion to take over, mm -hmm. we sometimes lose sight of what he said, the details. And so those people, those ones that can can control their emotions and just play the way they already know how to play will will surely be the one that come out on top. But it's going to be a physical, fast pressing. Um, it's going to be a lot of pressure on the ball it, and it's going to come down to the guards that can handle the pressure mm. because uh, cloud for Lancaster. You almost got to make him a non-factor defensively to be able to win the game because he imports his way. He doesn't care about fouls. He doesn't care. Listen, you this ball ain't getting from point A to point B. Or on. not on me. <laughs> and, and so, um, and and if those have not had the pleasure of watching Lancaster play, uh, we played them twice. First game we lost 47-44 mm -hmm. at our place. And then at their place, um, I got two technicals and got kicked out and got beat, got the devil beat out of us. But <laughs> Um, uh, they are, they are a well-coached team. Um, and so is Greenville. I think that's going to be a, that, that's a game. I, I think I'm going to be honest. I think four a, uh, of the matchups, I think we're the only matchups that are set in three a, um, with Crestwood versus, um, uh, OW. You're talking about two teams that play the exact same style of basketball mm -hmm. right now. The, 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 the final four games are shaping up to be really good in the state of South Carolina, to be completely honest. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, that leads us into uh, jumping back into to a quick preview. Uh, we'll start off with or start back into with the three A girls final four, which features in the upstate south side versus Wren. And then in the low country or excuse me, in the low state, the Camden Eagles. I think they're the Eagles, the Camden High School squad versus Laura Richland. Any predictions, anything you want to talk about that? I know Camden has uh, number 12, Joyce Edwards. 
who, oh my lord, the South Carolina commit as a junior is literally like she's that. legit. <laughs> like the, the only thing, the only thing she doesn't do, um, the only thing she doesn't do is uh, clean the bathrooms and washes the uniforms. Um, <laughs> uh, she's a a, def, a definitive tough um, person to defend, and she and with her size, she she you know guards the rim well and. What a lot of people, I don't know if they really realize this about her. She can move her feet on the perimeter. Like she can defend in space. And so I think that allows Camden to do a lot of stuff. Um, it's just, uh, I, I think, let's talk about that game first. Camden um, versus LR. LR is very uh, well coached by one of my bros, Luke. Okay. Shouts out to Aaron Lucas over there. LR, what he's done there has been amazing. Um, and the one thing I know is... Th- they're not going to come in intimidated. If you follow my boy Luke, mm-hmm. I, think they were li- I think they were lifting weights today. <laughs> <laughs> Two days before <laughs> the lower state and they're in the, the weight the room. Playoffs, yeah, the playoffs, no, weight room? What are you talking about? We in this weight room. Um, <laughs> so I, I know that they're, they're going to be ready for the challenge. I think that's going to be an extremely good game. Um, I won't give a prediction on, on that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Southside, um, I think Southside is really well coached they play they they are like uh i would say the version of on 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 the female side of the basketball as lancaster they're going to be up in mm. your they're going to be up in your stuff y- your guards are going to have a tough time getting down so ren i know um ren has one guard and she's really good she's a uh, 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 last name of gowans um she can she can hope but she gonna need help because okay. <laughs> uh, 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 so they play and I know you've seen them play a lot the girls mm-hmm. um, South Point like you've seen them play and their coat like she be Jordan down like she be wearing them Jordans during the game like she be <laughs> she be ready like she she look like she ready to scrap so at any point I think, huh? <laughs> ready at any point <laughs> yeah she ready at any point to scrap she about five <laughs> foot nothing and she always ready to scrap but you know I, I like her energy on the sideline her kids feed off her so um, I think that one I think is is more I would lean more towards Southside um, than Ren just because I, I'm not sure Ren got a a, a, a guard in, a big in the middle too who I think can she'll be able to cause some issues for South Point but I just give South Point a little bit of an Southside edge. Southside I'm sorry yeah, yeah no, no worries no worries now as we jump over to the 4A girls side in the lower state we've got Westwood taking on AC Flora and then in the upper state we've got Wade Hampton against North Augusta. Well, let me say this, and this is no disrespect to any Wade Hampton fans. And if I lose, you can jump in my inbox. But North Augusta is going to state, so that's just mm. what it is. It's it's what they do. Um, I had an opportunity. I was down there with my guy Tony, um, and an opportunity to kind of step in their practice, and mm-hmm. because it was, I was Tony's the boys' head coach, and I just happened to step into their practice, and I think. They had a two-hour practice. One and a half hours was skills and drills. Mm. No plays, no nothing. It was just skills and drills. Okay, the big, you rim run. The guards, you run to this spot. Guards, you run to this spot. And then defensive drills. And then, like, the last 10 minutes was like, okay, if they stop us, then we'll run this. So (laughs) (laughs) they're going to get up and down. I'm not sure um, how well – Oh, school Wade Hampton is going to be able to play him, mm-hmm. um, but I think uh, I think North Augusta is going to come out of that. Now, on the other side, that's a heavyweight fight. 
Um, Westwood and AC, AC Floor. AC Floor and Westwood. Um, I can't remember if they split, but Westwood is that first five on Westwood and the first five on on uh, AC Floor. Mm-hmm. What it's going to come down, that game is going to come down to who can produce off the bench. Because uh, Teriana Gray is probably one of the, the best bat, the best scorers of the basketball and girls basketball um, in foray, um, and then you have oh god, what's the girl's name? Uh, Jessica Woods. She's they'll I, I, they're going to go at each other. Westwood, I think they have the edge at the point guard position. Uh, at the big position, um, uh, uh, AC Flora has Trinity, and um, Trinity is very skilled. Is a very skilled big. I think she's a Francis Marion commit, and she'll be going up against Raven. I could be wrong about the Francis Marion commit, but I believe that's where she committed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll be going up against Raven, the big from um, the big from Westwood. But I think I give Trinity the edge there. So, like I said, and it's just going to come down to who can make stops in that game. And I just find that's a toss up because both teams have high powered offenses. Um, but I'm not sure if it's going to be whose defense shows up. Gotcha. Yeah, that North Augusta squad is, uh, unfortunately, as advertised, the South Point oh, squad had a chance to go down there last weekend. See, I'm, I'm bitter about it because they, they beat my South Point girls. They uh, we were down by 18 at one point, fought back just over about 30 seconds left in the game, um, had a score tied. We even got up to by, up by two at one point. But like you mentioned, the, just defensively, they are just, they've got the size, they've got the length. They run the court like gazelles, bro. It's like, like I said, hey, listen, it's choop, choop, choop. Next thing you know, it's a layup. layup. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, they 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 looked primed for that state championship but run. But it's the tradition. Like, they got two really good eighth graders down there right now. Mm-hmm. So they just keep some people are lucky. some people are just lucky um they (laughs) and i'm i'm saying that um but i think there's something to building a good program i remember somebody said to me um great programs never graduate and they don't transfer Mm -hmm. and i've and i've lived that i've lived that and i think that if you build your program you concentrate on your youth coming up um developmentally and and them getting to understand your system and i think that that's what north augusta has been able to do the young girls coming up know this is the system. Right. This is what we do. You have to put in the work to get on the floor. No, there is no missing anything. If you miss anything, you're out. You don't because you, you're going to be far behind. And I just think that that's the that's that's the um what they have built there that puts them in a different stratosphere when you're talking about these uh, teams. So I think whoever comes out of the excuse me whoever comes out of the lower state, it's going to be a tough game because both of those teams. AC Floor and Westwood. I think Westwood right now on paper is the favorite, um, but I think North Augusta is well built. Um, so, you know, uh, best hopes to win, but um, <laughs> North Augusta. <laughs> and they like that. So, Coach, for, hey. these, next, for these next ones, we're going, I'm going to uh, not going to hold you long. We're going to breeze through these. I'm going to give you the matchups. You just give me quick keys and then let me know who you're going to pick as the winner. Down in the lower state for 1A basketball, men's basketball, we've got Estel taking on Scotts Branch. Okay, if we it, now <laughs> I still beat my boy Mez over at Carver's Bay, mm-hmm. um, and I had a chance to talk to Mez, and he was like, "Yeah, they beat us at football." Um, so uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Scotch Brett's got a little guard. His name is Randy Gibson. Randy is extremely skilled and he's very good. Okay. Um, he can handle the pressure. He'll be able to handle the bumps. And I don't think Esther will be able to import their physical will um, at the Florida Civic Center. So I, I, I'd have to go Scotch Branch. Okay. On the other side of upstate, we've got Christchurch versus Great Falls. Uh, you do know Jordan Butler plays there. And like, <laughs> he's, he's like a seven foot point guard. <laughs> that's, that's literally all I'm going to say. So Christchurch. All right, and that's going to swing us up. When I make these picks, please, no disrespect to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this, this, hey, this, this for giggles. This, I say giggles. This is, this is uh, Carolina sports yeah, talk. Yeah. Big clip yeah, sitting yeah, in yeah. with Coach English. That so, if if y'all got a problem with it, I'll add me. Come see me. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. over in the two A's, we still got some games going on tonight. Uh, Andrew Jackson taking on Woodland, Oceanside taking on Mullins, Great Collegiate against Eau Claire in the Upstate. Excuse me, in the yeah, in Upstate, and in Keenan versus Columbia. Uh, let's go. Um, Go ahead. What you about to say? No, I'm, uh, gonna, the upper state championship is going to on Friday is going to be Keenan versus uh, Gray. Okay, and lower state. we even got to go into this game. The lower state is going to be uh, Andrew Jackson versus Oceanside, and I hate to I, ho- I hate to call Oceanside over Mullins, but because Mullins got my boy LJ, um, uh, and LJ can score buckets. Yeah, but LJ can score buckets mm. and. Oceanside got a bunch of guys who can score buckets. So um, just by the percentages, uh, I think Oceanside comes out of it. Now, I hope Mullins win because my heart's with LJ and I want to see him go to the lower state. Uh, if there's a kid that deserves a lot, he has worked hard. I think he's averaged like 30-something this year. He's worked just behind off. Um, and and he's got a couple of offers right now. Great kid. Um, but uh, my basketball brain is saying Oceanside <laughs> versus Andrew Jackson because Andrew Jackson is – they are Friggin' good. They're, they're so well coached. They are and, and so listen, well coached. Okay. I think Galeb, uh 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 I forget Galeb's last name, but Galeb, uh that that kid averages, I think, seven charge takes seven charges a game. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never seen a kid take more charges ever in my life. Be easy and I had uh we we called that game with matter of fact at the Red Fox Classic that you guys had back in January, and to watch him. Like it seemed like he was more excited and had more enthusiasm on the defensive side than he did on yes. the offensive side, and was still getting buckets. That yes, and that kid is the truth. Listen, the last round, second round, I went to their game. I went to the Andrew Jackson versus Andrews game. Mm-hmm. I think he had like twenty five mm-hmm. or thirty. Man, it's like, it's some talent in the state of South Carolina, man. Folks oh, don't realize man. it, man. For those for those colleges that are not recruiting the state of South Carolina, you are missing it. Facts. And like you said a, moment, a little while ago, there are some schools, like even if you think about South, South Point High, our starting point guard this year, Kaylee Lucas, was a seventh grader, 13 years old, and was top three in the region in every statistical category. And she's yeah. a seventh grader. This big. They call her a little bit. And by the time she gets to be a sophomore, man, it's done for the state. And so you, there's yeah. stories like that all around. But let's jump forward into the 5A men's team because we've already covered the 4A. Down in the lower state, we've got Somerville taking on Goose Creek. River Bluff against Conway. Upstate, we've got Lexington versus T.L. Hanna. And then Fort Mill versus Dorman. Let's start with the lower state. Somerville, Goose okay. Creek. Conway and Somerville, River Bluff. Goose Creek. I think Somerville Goose Creek is going to be a, re- a really good game. Both teams are long. They're very uh, paused. They're long, but um, Sports they uh, <laughs> uh, um, they're, they're very. Both teams are very well coached. I think that one's a toss up. I, if I want to give an edge, I would want to say Goose Creek. I think they're a little bit deeper. They can go deeper into their bench. Mm. Um, 
than Somerville can. I think Somerville can only go like six or seven comfortably. Not a coach will want to go deeper, but I think comfortably he can only go six or seven. And, but I, I think Goose Creek can go um, eight, nine, ten uh, deep into their into their bag. Uh, Conway versus um, uh, um, River Bluff. That is a really good game. They there's two different styles of basketball. Uh, Coach Hopkins over at Conway does an amazing job. Um, you got a couple of kids over there at Conway that just impose their will. Um, I, I, that one I would. I think I probably have to go with that one. I think River Bluff. I think they can as well. I always take the bench as a factor, right? And you almost have to say if they have uh, uh, Conway has two really good. Um, guys, Aiden and I can't Aiden Brantley and geez, I always forget the other kid's name, but they're really good. And if, I think if 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 River Bluff could find a way to get them in the foul trouble and mm-hmm. they could get them into their bench, that's when I think River Bluff could take over. But if Aiden Brantley and the other kids stay on the floor, <clears throat> I have to say I would have to lean towards Conway. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of hedging my bets here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'll go River Bluff. I'll go River Bluff. I was about to say, because um, High Star was here, he'd give you a, all right, Hedgie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know High Star. So I, I didn't want the Hedgie Murphy. So let me, let me I, if I'm wrong, sue me. Um, but I, I'd, I'd have to go River Bluff. And then uh, Lexington, um, uh, what else I got to say about Lexington? Not much. <laughs> Not much. A, they have a certified Division One basketball player. Mm. Like Ranked that. in the country. Mm. Man, we've got Enough some said. good, like we Enough. said, good basketball yet to be played. Coach, you've Hannah, got a big match. Go ahead. What's the other, what's the other one? Because we missed one. What did you say? Hannah T-L- Dorman and Fort Mill. Hannah Dorman? Yeah. No, uh, Dorman Fort Mill. TL is uh, taking on Lexington. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Lex- now, let me say this. TL Hannah is extremely well coached and they are extremely disciplined. Okay. Um, but um, I think uh, Lexington has a couple of pieces. And like I said, that, that high major Division One, if he can. Jesus Christ, why does his name escape me? But anyway, if if he makes sure that he can, um, Jesus Christ, I, I should not have to Google his, <laughs> that boy name. Um, well, why are you doing uh, that? We do got a couple of comments uh, coming from the Facebook page. We've got uh, Be Easy, host of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, saying, "Are they out there ten deep?" Hey, yo, my man. Uh, and then a Liz, also from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, says, "My word." Uh, shout out to Mark Bright. Uh, we've got several other folks. Victav- Victavius Douglas says Lancaster is going to state. It looks like it. Uh, I'm I'm hoping now. I'm just because I'm biased. I'm hoping that we see a four A state championship of Lancaster High School versus the Red Foxes. Oh, man, that would yep. be a good game, and they could take my money for that one right there. I I, I would don't, love to see that. Don't don't say that because I'm on here now. No, come on, come on now. There's certain like if, if I'm gonna keep it a buck, I'm, I'm gonna take the uh, the announcer uh, podcaster voice off for a second, and I'm gonna just keep it a buck. If there's certain squads I rock, of course I'm rocking with my West Ashley Wildcats because I'm from West. They already know the Red Foxes because I've seen you guys. I've watched some of these players for the last three years that were freshmen, sophomores, and I've seen their development. I've seen how you guys have overcome loss, like you talked about the transfers, graduation, to have built that squad and to. That win against Wilson, man, I was excited like I played, bro. When I when I saw the score, man, first thing I had to do, I, I came straight to you 
Then I went and posted it on Facebook because like I'm rocking with you. South Point, I've seen that squad throughout this year. Next, the, the, the men's team had a little bit less than a season than I think they expected, but next year I, I've got some I'm got some high hopes for that squad. Trey Raymond is the truth. Um, same thing for the women's squad, so I'm looking forward to them. I also rock with Wilson because you know certain scores, but like if I'm looking for a state championship, Lancaster. And the Red Foxes, man. Let's go Hartsfield and Lancaster. That now I'm not gonna pick who's gonna win that game. I just want it to be a good game. Yeah. Hey, and now let me say this to, uh-huh. uh, before I get that. The kid's name is uh, Cam Scott. He's offered by everybody okay. in the country, and I hate the fact that I forgot his name. But it's Cam Scott. They have another kid, a Francis Marin commit, um, Jose Figueroa, who okay. uh, he's amazing. He plays. He plays uh, the three, the slash the four, or slash the five. He kind of maneuvers around, and they got some other pieces. And I think they do a good job of playing team basketball. Um, and I think just camp just kind of takes them over the top. And then Dorman, they're 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 just championship pedigree. They've been to how many state championships in the last couple of years? Right. They have Division One, the top Division One players from Noah Clowney to Miles to like I mean, it's been crazy what they've what they've had come out of there. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, I think that I think that that that's going to be the upper state championship is going to be Dorman versus Lexington um, on Monday. Sounds good. So. And then to your Lexington Red Foxes, um, here's here's something um, I told my team. I said uh, the there's two things I told my team, and I, it's a lot of stuff we talk about, but there's a lot of things I talked about when we figured out this road we had to take. AC Flora beat us at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Wilson beat us twice. Lancaster beat us at home, forty seven forty four at their house. I think they beat us by twenty. I told them for us to get through these playoffs and win a state championship, um, we have to get every monkey that we've had off. We have to go through every gatekeeper and we have to, it's a redemption story. And if you believe in redemption, then that means that this is possible. So let's make sure that we're doing everything we can. And, and I, and what I, I would love to see my man Carlton in the state championship because I feel like it's not a, a, a I owe you, but I think for it to be considered, you earn this, you, you went through, through everybody that, that beat you mm-hmm. so that there's no excuse. So there's no, there's no, there's no, well, you Y'all know, won, you, played Greenville, you played Greenville, but Lancaster beat you twice. You know what I'm saying? Like we're literally going through everything. Like the fact that I never beat Wilson in, at Wilson in the playoffs. Hmm. You know, um, the fact that ex-players, like the pregame speech was not given by me against Wilson. It was given by Trey Hannibal, who a couple years ago in 2019 had 62 against Wilson and we lost in double overtime wow. in the third round of the playoffs. He sent a message to the team. We hooked it up to the Bluetooth speaker and pressed play. And after that, we just prayed. So, yes, I would love to see Lancaster, my dog, um, and I hope the best for him. I hope they get there. But Truth be told, I don't care who that. <laughs> it don't matter. You're going to get it. Don't it. Yeah, I, I want to smoke. Let's get it. Coach English, <laughs> we wish you much success this Friday. I will be in the Florence Civic Center rooting on the Red Foxes, wearing some red, rocking for my dog. I don't do the red too often, it, but I'm coming out there with it for you, my man. We appreciate, appreciate you joining it, us. Dogs. And again, good luck this week. Again, Coach Yoshi English, head coach of the Hartsville High Red Foxes. Thanks again for hey. joining us, Coach. Hey, thanks. An amazing show, my brother. Amazing show. Thank you, sir. You take care. Have a good one. We'll see you soon. All right. You too. All right.
That was Coach English joining us in for our high school preview. Uh, make sure you hit him up if you guys can. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. If you've got questions, if there are other coaches that you'd like us like to see us interviewing or talking to, if you want to see us come out to your squad and cover your softball, your baseball, whatever it is, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Let us come out and get what you guys want to have done and see. So, as right before we move off from basketball, we're going to move over to the college level just really quickly. I saw in the chat our very own DJ High Star in the building. Your shout out to my dog, my co-star. As I mentioned earlier, he is out in Baltimore, Maryland for the CIAA tournament, which has begun this week. We want to give a special shout out to the Claflin University men's basketball team that is out there ready to do some damage, make some noise. The Claflin University squad currently sits at 19 and six with a first round bye. They are the four seed in the CIAA tournament. Um, they they are a good squad. They got an eight and three record and an eleven and three on the road. So it, it doesn't matter where they are. They, they're capable of winning. And so we're definitely looking forward to uh, what they're able to do. They were here uh, in Charlotte just a couple of weeks uh, last week, as a matter of fact, taking on the Johnson C. Smith team. Took care of business there, getting into a nice little rhythm, getting ready for this tournament. So, again, next week we will have some coverage from the CIAA tournament. High Star is there on location getting some information, getting some video, and hopefully he'll be back with some good stuff for us next week. So, shout out again to the Claflin University Panthers. All right, so next up, let's talk a little NBA. As you guys may or may not have known, the trade deadline has come and passed, and we talked a little bit about it last week. But in addition to all of the trades that have happened, what you find oftentimes after that trade deadline is a little bit of the buyout market taking place. And so some of those, just wanted to highlight some of the bigger names that have gone through with the trade deadline buyout market. Danny Green was bought out and is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Kevin Love decided that he wanted to take his talents from Cleveland to Miami like a former another former star. I'm not going to even go there. I had a LeBron joke, but I'm, I'm, I know I can just sense my haters going to come in with that, but I'm going to leave it alone. Kevin Love is now a Miami Heat. Russell Westbrook said he did not want to give away his Los Angeles abode just yet. He just decided to switch teams. He is now a Los Angeles clip, Clipper. Uh, former Another former Los Angeles Laker, Pat Bev, has been bought out of his contract and just decided to sign with the Chicago Bulls. Now, I don't know if y'all saw it this week, but Pat Bev, who is never at any loss of words, never at any point just afraid to run his mouth and says, I want to put the Lakers out of the playoffs. First of all, sir, we're very likely already out of the playoffs. We don't need your help with that. But on the other side of that, in order for you to put us out of the playoffs, that would mean that the Chicago Bulls would need to make the NBA Finals and take on the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to reach over here and, and, and put my uh, sound effects on. Ain't neither one of those things happening this season, folks. So Pat Bev is out here just talking, and we appreciate it. But uh, uh, you can go ahead and just chill where you at, man. Like it, It's like that. So some of the additional players that are – looking to uh, find a new home after being bought out. Two of the biggest names are Serge Ibaka and John Wall. We know that John Wall was traded back to Houston. I don't know why Houston just decides they want to keep pulling this man in, um, like pulling him in to push him away, but John Wall has been bought out. So it'll be interesting to see. I would... I think with where we are, we need all the help that we can get. I think Serge Ibaka may be a little bit mm, too much, especially with after the recent trades that the Lakers have made for Rue. And I know High Star, 
that's a fine. But with Rui there, I don't see a good spot for uh, for him. But I do think that John Wall could be a sneaky good fit. If there is anything left in his tank as a point guard, I would love to see what he has the ability to to, to come and contribute and play alongside uh, LeBron James and hopefully a healthy Anthony Davis. Um, I'm, my uh, my attention is going to be on the offseason. At this point, it's kind of is what it is. I am looking to say that this season is a bust. Um, and, and, and anybody who's thinking any different saying, oh, well, the Lakers can still make the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Really? Come on now. So uh, in the offseason, you can watch to see what's going to happen. Either LeBron James, I, I, I just, I just got to put it out there. Some may say it's not a hot take. I say it is because I got the board. So... Either and or both LeBron James and Mr. Glass will not be Los Angeles Lakers next season. That's that's my hot take. That's that's what I believe. That's what I'm saying. I'm sticking by it because I think Anthony Davis has gotten to a point where that that suspected trade rumors that there was because if some of you missed it, there was some trade speculation that LeBron James was trying to get Anthony Davis traded for uh kevin durant instead but of course like we said then who wouldn't but nonetheless it'll be interesting to see how that relationship if it's able to be repaired or if in fact anthony davis does try to force his way out of los angeles night before we get off of the nba did want to highlight the nba all-star game that took place uh if you guys are watching and and in in the comments let me know how many of you guys watched the uh, NBA All-Star Game. And what did you think about it? Did you enjoy it? Was it good? Uh, a lot of folks have been talking a lot of trash about the NBA playoffs, including uh, one Shaquille O'Neal. Now, my frat brother Shaq is a different character, and we know that. They talked about the All-Star Game itself with Team LeBron losing to Team Giannis 175 to 184. Now, any guys, any of you who listen to this program know that I am a fan of offensive football. I'm a fan of offensive basketball. I like high scoring. I like the action. I like the pace. Defense is cool, but only enough for my team to stop the other team. Other than that, we can both score 112 and then let we kick a field goal, and I'm going to be happy. Except with this. I didn't watch but maybe two quarters of the game. It ultimately felt like a glorified layup line. Uh, it, it really... It wasn't exciting at all. And I, I, I see why so many of them are talking the trash that they are about it. Um, ultimately, it, it's, it's, it may need a revamp. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the way that the NFL revamped the Pro, the Pro Bowl. And it's in a format that was different, but it still felt new enough that it was exciting and enjoying. And I felt like they've got some room to grow with that. It may be able to be of benefit for the NBA. I know that they did some things differently recently with reducing from a full game to then having the individual quarters and each quarter that you won, you get so much money donated towards the charity of your, of your choosing. That's cool, but it needs a little bit, something more. Uh, when they called the first foul and I think it was the second quarter, it was just like, Oh, they're actually, the referees actually have whistles in this game. It, it, it's just overall, not an enjoyable experience. However, what was an enjoyable experience was the slam dunk contest that happened on Saturday night with Mac, M- Matt McClung taking that championship. Now, I know that there are some who are out there. I'm not going to call Amy's name, but there are some who felt some kind of way about uh, Matt McClung winning its slam dunk contest during Black History Month. 
enter punchlines and jokes here. But at the end of the day, the, the, the kid has bunnies. If you take a look at my personal social media on Facebook, Cliff Smith, I've got on my stories right now a highlight video from when he was in high school. The, the, the boy's been like that. He's showtime. He's got the bunnies. He's got the hops. And he's been the athlete. And so to have seen him in game with the Lakers and then this year out there in Philadelphia, yeah, I know, Liz. Boo during Black History Month. <laughs> but nonetheless, to see him out there with the bunnies and to see it, it was entertaining. He he is an athlete um, and, and one, quite frankly, that we're not kind of used to seeing the feats being accomplished with his skin hue. But nonetheless, we'll leave it there. Shout out to Mac McClung. I also want to give a big shout out to Dame Dollar, who won uh, the three-point contest. Looking really good. Uh, it, overall, the Saturday and even the Friday uh, during the Jordan Rising Star uh what is it the jordan rising stars game uh where alejandro excuse me alejandro jose Alavero was crowned as the mvp of that game that's not that i want that one shout out to that young man all throughout his mvp presentation and the interview afterwards you could see that it meant more to him to be to come from being an undrafted player. He was a four-year starter in college and then make it to the professional league and, and to enhance his craft and to show that he really was like that. Um, a, a New York kid who who has a lot of grit, a lot of grind. Um, it, it was just a privilege to see him that happy. He had his family members and a lot of friends around him. Um, ultimately, it, it was a good experience. And shout out to Michael Jordan on his birthday the Jordan Stars, the Jordan Rising Stars uh, new player game was a, was a spotlight. Overall, All-Star Weekend, if, I, if I'm being honest, Saturday and Friday and Saturday was enough for me to give it maybe like a 6 or 7 out of 10. They've got to revamp that Sunday game um, or, or to, to maybe move something else to that. But it, it just it, it was lacking for me. So if you guys disagree, let me know. Hit me up either in the comments or on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. As we look into the comments, I do want to give a shout out to Nicole Torres, my uh, Cola Riot Panthers fan. Shout out to them. Uh, if you are a Panthers fan and you're not a part of the Cola, uh, part of the Roaring Riot, what you doing? What, what, what kind of life you doing? Like, you know what I mean? And, and absolutely. A Liz in the comments says it don't hit like it used to. There was once upon a time when the the, the, the dunk contest the three-point contest even the skills contest where you would get excited for that and like we would sit and watch like now it's like oh yeah all-star it's more fun to go to all-star week now going to all-star weekend is a whole separate thing but right now it's it's, it's just missing something it ain't just quite you know what i mean so yeah let us know what you think about it in the comments and or hit us up on the carolina sports talk line so going to move forward into one of my favorite segments of the day that's a big nah, deal that ain't no thing big deal or no thing you know the topics you know the segment we give you headlines and topics throughout sports and let you know if it's a big deal or no thing so first up Derek carr visits with the new york jets Big deal or no thing, I am going to say that that is no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. Now, the reason that I say that is because, first of all, if I'm being honest, not really a big fan of Derek Carr. I think that his brother was probably a more talented quarterback, but being the initial draftee of the Houston Texans franchise, they ruined that guy's career. I think during his rookie season, he took something like 135 sacks, Pauls, and like they just beat him up and beat him down. And so by the time that he could even say, hey, I'm I'm ready, I'm focused, he just couldn't have, he didn't have time to throw the ball. They had no real run game as an ex expansion franchise. They just weren't quite it. And so I think Derek Carr came in, and, and although he was a good player, 
it was riding a little bit more on what the potential was. And he's just shown who he was. One of our Carolina Sports Talks fans and good friend of ours from Claflin University, Brandon, he's a hardcore black and silver fan. And he has seen him. He likes the kid. He likes the guy. But at the end of the day, we've seen what he's been able to do on the field. We've seen that he, with having one of the best receivers in the, in the game, you saw what happened. And, then, and even the way that he left out from Las Vegas, I'm not overall a fan of his. And so I say this isn't a big deal simply because the Jets need a quarterback that can elevate them to the next level. And I don't believe that that's him. He's shown what he can do with good players around him and with a good team around him. He's not capable of elevating them to that next step. For me, the New York Jets just simply need to go ahead and quit playing and go get Aaron Rodgers. And that instantly elevates them to Super Bowl contention. We look at what the uh, what the Bengals were able to do several years ago, and now they're a perennial power. They got the quarterback to go along with that good team. And although they got a younger quarterback to go with that young team, if we're taking a look at this New York team, they are young and talented on both sides. Sauce Gardner is the truth. He was the highest rated cornerback in professional football this year as a rookie. That guy's the truth. They've got linemen up and down. They've got wide receivers. They've got they've just got all of the pieces necessary to be successful, minus that quarterbacks. And so I would definitely love to be able to see what that squad would look like with Aaron Rodgers. Because ultimately, it'd be kind of dope to beat Aaron Rodgers in that gang green as a Panthers fan in the Super Bowl. Y'all see what I did there, right? Instantly put the Panthers into the Super Bowl. But Nonetheless, that's one of the biggest reasons. Another reason that I say it's not a, it's no thing at all is because he's already been linked to New Orleans. I think that with him having that no clay tra- no trade clause, which prevented him from being able to be traded at the end of his contract deadline, had he already had he not had that trade, there was already a trade structure in place with the New Orleans Saints. I think he had a, a good visit there, and anything else at this point is just smoke. So, uh, Mark Bright in the comments says, "LOL." I don't even want to ask what that LOL was for, because I know as a Cowboys fan, you just dismissing my Panthers, but I'm going to let y'all live anyhow, because how about them Cowboys doing the same thing over and over? As we move forward in big deal, no thing. Next up, Atlanta's, the Atlanta Hawks have fired coach Nate McMillan after a 29-30 and 30 start. Big deal or no thing, I am going to say that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Now, there's already some speculation as to why he was fired. Um, he was fired. For those of you who may have missed it, he was fired on Tuesday morning. Quinn Snyder has been very long since linked to that Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks franchise. And I think that they might have did Coach Nate dirty. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if there's any litigation and or what comes out of this as a result. But I, I feel like they literally probably fired him just to go ahead and get the guy that they wanted in there. So, Shout out to Coach Nate, who is a great coach, um, and I'd love to see him bounce back. Hey, if you don't mind, come on, pull up on the Blakers, man. They can find a spot for you out there on the bench. But nonetheless, I say that's a big deal simply because there are ramifications that are going to supersede just getting somebody in there. Coach Joe Prunty has already assumed the interim coaching responsibility, but don't be surprised if in the next week or so you see Quinn moving into that spot out there in Atlanta. Well, folks, after uh, a lengthy online uh, live show tonight, that's going to wrap it up Wrap it up for us here on Carolina Sports Talk. I appreciate you guys tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook and on YouTube. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. You can join us on social media on all platforms at Carolina Sports Talk. Or just come on and join us next week when we talk about the CIAA, your questions, your emails, all that, and so much more. We out.
Peace. <laughs>